brother. Okay, raise your hand if you two have Agatha all along stuck in your head still because it is so catchy and kind of sinister. Agatha all along. Right, so in case you missed it, it turns out that Wanda's neighbor to the right, Agnes, has been pulling all of the evil strings all season long. But despite this stunning reveal that nobody saw coming at all, we're still left with tons of questions. Like, sure, we see her using her magic on Pietro right here, but did she summon him to this world also? Or is she just controlling him now that he's there? And if the spell is removed, will he be a good guy? Also, why is she doing any of this to begin with? Like, yes, yes, I know. For the children. Yeah, I, no, I, I was saying it. She obviously wanted to get Billy and Tommy there, but like to what end? And for that matter, what happened to Billy and Tommy? Are they this bug? Are they trapped inside of the TV on Yo Gabba Gabba Spy Kids style? It's a working theory. If you got that reference, can I get it up top? Thank you. Also, if Agatha is in fact the big bad, then why does it feel like Hayward is the big bad too? Or is he just like, a red herring. Is the fish that the twins got for Halloween that one year a literal red herring? Are the fish that are printed onto Geraldine slash Monica's pants also red herrings? Or wait, guys, maybe Wanda is a red herring. No, that one doesn't make sense. You guys, I am losing it. Have you seen my comically large whiteboard? What's going on? Also, before we dive into like every other mystery attached to this show, who is this like Luke Skywalker level cameo that supposedly Paul Bettany has always wanted to work with and he never has had the opportunity to and apparently he's going to in this show? Maybe it's actually Luke Skywalker. Now that would be a multiverse. But also please know, and in the meantime, let's go ahead and start discussing something that I think is causing a lot of confusion. And that is the Hayward plan versus the Agatha plan. Here's the thing, every single time I think I'm on the cusp of something with this show, these two ideas seem to intersect and I am once again lost. Like Agatha clearly wants the kids and Hayward clearly wants Vision and the Hex seems to be allowing for both of these things to be possible, which makes it seem like they're working together. And yet Hayward seems to have no idea what's going on with the Hex or have any real regard for Wanda's health at all. Take the shot. But like, how could he have no idea what's going on if he's also getting exactly what he wants, which is a reanimated vision? And for me, the best conclusion I can come to is that at the very least, everything starts with Hayward. Because it seems like Wanda stealing Vision's body is effectively the catalyst for the Hex. Also, I think that Hayward is pretty well aware that he is playing with fire, attempting to create sentient weapons by studying Vision and is trying to frame Wanda for stealing him and get him back at the same time. Hayward is pretending that he cares that the Vision's living will was to not be used as a weapon when that's exactly what he's trying to do. It wouldn't even surprise me if the reason that Wanda broke in in the first place was because she found out they were trying to use his body to create sentient weapons. Basically, Hayward could not reanimate Vision but believes that Wanda actually can. So he's tricking her into doing exactly that and simultaneously framing her as the bad guy. And in the end, Wanda will have recreated Vision, but will be a criminal or dead. Vision is the objective. 
Wanda is expendable. But then inside of the hex, we now know for sure that Agatha has been pulling the strings the entire time. Again, Agatha all along and all. That was a lot of A's in a row. Unlike Jay's report card, am I right? No, he was actually a great student. Agatha's focus or influence seems to revolve entirely around the creation, that feels like the wrong word, of the children. So what I think is going on is there are two separate plans that are happening, Hayward's and Agnes's, and the Hex is solving both of them, but neither of them is related to the other. So how did it all start? I believe that it must be at least somewhat common knowledge that Wanda was the one who was able to destroy the Mind Stone during the Battle of Wakanda. And I can see a situation where Hayward, who has spent five years trying to take apart the Vision's body and figure out how to make weapons out of it, sees Wanda's return as a real opportunity. Maybe if she can destroy the Mind Stone, she can also recreate it. Actually, I think this exact same logic is going to be applied to Monica, who got her powers from going in and out of the Hex, and as a result is going to be the only person who can then destroy the Hex. It also just feels like a really good thing for her to be doing off in the background while Wanda and Agatha are having their big fight at the end. So that's Hayward's plan to get Vision back. But meanwhile, inside of the Hex, we're seeing steps taken by Agatha to actively force Vision out. She tips him off that the town is trapped. She interrupts them from having important conversations. I didn't do that. Lures him to the edge of town and informs him that he is dead. As I want. Dead. Which is the final motivation he needed to try and exit the Hex, which would have destroyed him again. Her plan is solely to have Wanda have the children and then kidnap them. And again, thus far, both plans seem to be working out. And again, neither of them are related. But let it be known that it is confusing the heck out of the rest of us. Where are we again? Oh yeah, Agatha's plan. The big question is, why does Agatha need the twins at all? Well, we got a few big clues in the last episode, thanks to the commercial for the antidepressant pill, the Nexus. The pill is marketed as being able to anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice. This is clearly a reference to Wanda dealing with her own depression, but it's also a reference to the nexus of all realities from the comics, which in a nutshell is, and I'm gonna read it because it's wordy, the cross-dimensional gateway, which provides a pathway to any and all possible realities. This includes realities between realities, which I don't understand at all, and I'm fairly certain is exactly what's going on inside of Agatha's basement. The show itself has actually gone to clever lengths to demonstrate this idea. Notice how the aspect ratio changes when Wanda walks down this hallway. This is a signal that she has entered a different reality than what she has created in town. It's also an example of really smart people making an awesome TV show. Either way though, the point is that introducing the nexus of all realities into the MCU is a pretty big deal because it means we can start pulling characters from anywhere. And we've already seen them do it with Pietro from the X-Men universe. Snooper's gonna snoop. Man, do you think he's gonna like still be bad or is it just because of Agatha's spell? Let me know what you think in the towel section down below. One way or another, he's gonna be confused. Anyway, the introduction of the Nexus of All Realities also does another thing. It introduces Nexus beings. Now, I won't pretend to be an expert on Nexus beings and I'm literally just going to read again, but basically one exists in every reality and they are the focal point 
or anchor of that reality, they are super powerful and can affect the stability of the entire universe. Whatever that means. But just go ahead and guess who is typically the nexus being for our particular universe. It's Wanda. And the other thing about Nexus beings is that their offspring in particular are incredibly powerful. And wouldn't you know it, Wanda has super powered twins that the bad guy manipulated into existence and then kidnapped. But why? Why does she need these two specific twins? And fittingly, we have two different theories. The first is that she is making a deal with some kind of off-screen bigger bad who has promised to return a loved one to her. like possibly her husband, Ralph, that she never shuts up about. Ralph, 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 Ralph. Basically your classic, you get me these two souls and I'll give you the soul you want. And if it sounds like, you know, making a deal with the devil, because it's exactly what it is. The devil's in the details, Bev. That's not the only place he is. But you know, not like the literal devil, but like the devil inside of Marvel, who is Mephisto, who it seems like every single arrow was pointing to. First of all, in going back to the comics again, when Wanda first magics her children into existence, it is later revealed that she was able to do so using pieces of Mephisto's shattered soul. And when she did that, she didn't know that was the case, but that's how she was able to magic life into existence. Because, you know, when a woman and a synthesoid love each other very much, they magic children into existing using pre-existing souls. Pretty basic birds and the bees type of stuff. Wait a second, did I just say bees? Actually, if I'm being honest, I have no idea what's up with the beekeeper. Where did he go? Anyway, going back to Mephisto, further proof that his soul is kind of in play in all of this is that book that is in Agatha's basement, which is glowing orange. That's significant because that's the same color as the soul stone. This suggests that specifically what Agatha needed from the boys is their souls. But let's go back to her catchy song, which states, Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. That makes it sound like she's in charge and straight up malicious. Bad for the sake of bad. And if that's the case, then the idea that she just like made a deal with the devil and she's kind of doing this grand manipulation to, you know, get someone back, that would sort of take away from that pure evil thought. Which is why our second theory is Ralph is Mephisto. Ralph, 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 Ralph. Now stick with me. Early on in the show, Agnes reveals that her and Ralph's anniversary is June 2nd. That date in particular is significant because the start of the Salem witch trials happened on June 2nd, 1692. The only way Ralph would remember our anniversary is if there was a beer named June 2nd. <laughs> and because the fact that their anniversary is June 2nd is almost absolutely a reference to the Salem witch trials in particular, which means those two have been around for a while. Plus the identity of Agatha's husband in the comics has never been revealed, although she does have a son named Nicholas Scratch, which makes you wonder if her rabbit, Senor Scratchy, is her son, or if maybe Senor Scratchy is Senior Scratchy, like Scratch Senior or Mr. Scratch, which would again point to the idea that he is Mephisto because Mr. Scratch is literally another word for the devil. And if that's the case, guys, we're all gonna look like a bunch of jablonis when super early on in the show, she showed up and held up the rabbit and said, say hello to the star of the show. And what she's holding up is the demonic bunny devil that Senior Scratchy truly is. Either way, I have a feeling no matter what or who else might be involved, the final boss battle for Wanda is still going to be Agatha because 
Marvel loves having heroes fight villains with the exact same skill set. Wanda will win the day, but in the background, Mephisto will still be one big step closer to returning. And that's when Luke Skywalker enters to explain the situation. Sorry, I see now here that it says Luke Skywalker level cameo, who I'm pretty sure has to be Doctor Strange. For one, even though Benedict Cumberbatch and Paul Bettany have like worked together in the same movie, they've never actually had a scene together, which would still kind of fit that idea that there's this one actor out there that he's always wanted to work with and he's never been able to. For two, we already know that Wanda is slated to be a character in the next Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness. Two and a half. Old Cumberbun loves showing up places in the MCU. He was, of course, in Thor Ragnarok and is expected to make an appearance in Spider-Man Home Home on the Range or whatever they're calling it this week or this hour for that matter. Three, if you remember that orange glowing book from before, if you go back to the Doctor Strange movie when he is in the restricted section of the library, you'll notice that one of the books is missing. Boom! Found! I wonder what kind of late fees there are if the book disappeared into a multiverse. And four, listen to the Nexus ad again. You should not take Nexus unless your doctor has cleared you to move on with your life. Get it? Like Doctor, Doctor Strange, it all adds up. And right now, all of the side effects of the Nexus are effectively destroying her, but once she knows how to use it properly, it will help. Plus, dealing with the Nexus and alternate realities is just so exactly the type of thing Doctor Strange deals with every day. I've come to Marion. Yeah, we know! But there you go, guys. That is our theory for Agatha's true plan for my question of the day. What do you think about the twins? Will they be recovered? Or do you think they're going to be like a plot device for a much bigger story? Be sure to leave your thoughts in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to check out our podcast, Popcorn Culture, you can do so right over here and tune in tomorrow. The entire episode is about WandaVision. But otherwise, until next time, bye. It's not really that I want to go like super nitty gritty deep into WandaVision so much as talk about WandaVision as the phenomenon that it is. I, I agree. I don't think um, we necessarily, well, I don't know what you want to talk about, but I think we don't have to discuss what the episodes are about so much as like the effect the show is having.